Yeah. So I am back because I made a conscious decision. Okay, is this the year I'm going to end the show? I'm not going to end the show in one fell swoop. There are some things that I would like to add to the show and bring everyone with me. Bring everyone with me, not down with me because I don't fucking do that shit. So you know who I am. I'm Dr. Zeus. I've been doing this since 2018. I did this originally, I was an educator and I was just so burnt out and it was either they were going to provide me with a a therapist and I thought, nah, I'll just, I'll do, I'll do a fucking podcast and, you know, I would come home and I would just record and it was hilarious and here we are all those years later. It's hard to believe six years. I mean, and then four years of the pandemic, I mean, I remember... uh, Oh, God, 2020, a friend and I, I was teaching preschool, and a friend and I, we drove all the way to Fresno just to see Tool. She'd never seen Tool. I I think this was my third time seeing them. And then the pandemic happened, and then it shut everything down. So that was the last show I went to. And then 2021, concerts started to come back, and it was like, oh, great, you know, and everyone's booking everything, and and um you know since then i've seen tool ogs multiple multiple times and uh, you know of course this year as well so here we are it's 2024 and i don't i don't do the uh, new year's uh, resolutions i mean last year i think last year came about and you know california we had this storm and I remember I couldn't work because things were closed and trees were down and there was flooding and all kinds of fucking crazy shit. And and then I had a, an issue with a tooth that I had never had fixed and I had had the tooth removed because I developed an infection and it was just, it was craziness. You know, and then I got to see everything everywhere all at once. Timelines, hello. Ah, and, you know, I really, I really haven't seen a lot of films lately. And and also, I haven't really been able to listen to music. Music, really, I love music. That's the other thing. That's that's how I could tell something's wrong, is I can't, uh, you know, maybe every now and then, like if I go to the Bay, I'll put on some music. But then it's not, you know, music is a love for me. It, it's not, and it's a luxury, but it's more more so a love. It's in my DNA, and I am a musician. And so for me to not be able to even listen to music, that's when I know, okay, <laughs> Something is not quite right, um, and then just and then just some other things. But I I will not bore all of you with those. Uh, eventually, one I am planning an episode where I'm just going to talk about everything. I'm going to talk about everything. Maybe that will be toward the end when I've decided. Okay, I've said everything that I want to say, whether it's about film or music or media or people in general. And sometimes, and and tonight is a new moon, you know, it's one eleven twenty four, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's great, you know, it's great, it's great that, okay, this is a new year, last year was, <laughs> I mean, if, if I, and by the way, I, I, I had to start it off with Audio Slave, because I absolutely grew up loving Chris Cornell, uh, when he was in Soundgarden and when he was in Audio Slave, I remember the first time I heard the demos of Audio Slave. I think they were either called Civilian, and and I knew someone in college who had 
this was in 2002. It was like in maybe the summer of 2002 when I first heard what would become Audio Slave. And it was a demo of like a stone, you know. And I mean, <laughs> uh, Chris Cornell just had one of those great voices. It's such a great musician. So I thought, you know, let's let's start it off in a positive aspect. I mean, someone whose voice could soar. You know, when I was growing up and I remember and then, you know, and I learned how to sing sometimes through necessity and sometimes because I just wanted to. And, you know, you there's always someone that you want to not so much sound like, but you think, okay, if only I could reach the upper echelons of that. And I remember the first time I heard Black Hole Sun and I went, oh, shit. I thought, now that's who I kind of want to sound like. I mean, everyone else wanted to sound like scott wyland or eddie vetter or kurt cobain or um gavin rossdale of, of bush i love bush by the way there is something very sensual and sexual about bush's music aside from the name but gavin rossdale i mean you know to hear him sing those songs and it's like okay but there was something so much so soulful and primal about Chris Cornell's voice that I just absolutely loved and I still even love to this day. I mean, the the day that he died broke my heart. It just broke my heart because I thought I hadn't I had cousins who had seen Soundgarden. I had never seen Soundgarden and Audio Slave. And it was like, wow. And then the same with Scott Wyland of uh Stone Temple Pilots and oh God, Velvet Revolver. Those two great singers had two different bands isn't that interesting that you and also you know chris was also temple of dog and oh my god you know what 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 else can i say so usually you know there's something that i come out of the bat to talk about but it's a new moon and i'm and i'm all about that energy and i'm all about you know people who know me know very spiritual i'm not religious and i think that kind of well, it kind of uh, confuses people. They're like, how can you be spiritual and you're not religious? Because they are two different things, okay? They are two different things. And also, at this point, I'm really tired of explaining myself to people. I mean, there there are certain people that, yeah, you have to explain yourself to and, and build the rapport and build the relationship. And then there are those people where it's like, uh yeah i'm not gonna explain it to you because then it's gonna take this many hours and then we're gonna have to go down the rabbit hole more ways than one and then i'm gonna have to describe things and they're like oh my god oh my god you know um last saturday i was driving around and found myself going to church and I am I don't go to church and it was the 10 year anniversary of my grandmother's death and my grandmother died of leukemia and it was a very disturbing and horrible thing and so I felt I owed it up to her because she does stay with me and I and I've talked about that before at length and so I went to church and I turn I, I walk in and, and you know and thankfully for me it was almost over anyway you know and I walk in you know it's like oh geez here we go you're gonna do this <laughs> it's like crossing the red sea baby and i and i walk in and i turn to my le- right and there's my godfather my uncle and i was like oh 
whoa so yeah it was it was meant to happen, you know. Um, there was no such thing as an accident, and things happened, and that was one of them. I was like, okay, here we go. And we had a good chat, and I stayed and talked to him. And he asked why I was there, and I said, well, it's grandma's death anniversary. And of course, you know, I'd show up, you know, January 6th. And it's also Three Kings Day, because she held out for Three, three Kings Day. You know, she died on the 6th of January. Um, mainly for that. Uh, a lot of people think other things, but she's very religious and um, very mystical and very mysterious at times. And, you know, she did it her way. And, you know, when you, when you can do it your way, and that's what I really respected about her was she was a tough cookie. I mean, this is, this is someone who had 11 children, you know, and that is not for the faint of heart to have 11 children and kind of go down that road. So, yeah, you know, it was, um, it was interesting. She, you know, with me, <laughs> here, here, here's, here's really, whoa, oh, geez. Okay. The, the phone dropped and fell in my hand. I guess that was meant to be. Um, she really wanted me to do certain things in life. You know, she didn't like it that I didn't have kids. I can understand why, because I am the, the son of her favorite child and i think you know because i was from a family of all boys she figured oh i'm gonna you know knock someone up and i'm gonna have babies and oh no no but then you know when things are kind of presented and figured out oh well you still could oh yeah how (laughs) you know um so yeah there's that and then um i i really just uh she was an interesting person. She was a very interesting person. And she had this bullshit meter. That was the funny thing. She had this laugh where if you told her something and she laughed, it was like, uh-oh, grandma smells bullshit. And my cousins and I have talked about that at length. And also, she had a sixth sense. She had a sixth sense that I think other people in the family have. You know, I'm an empath and and some other things that I won't dive into for personal reasons. And she was that way too. So it's kind of like, whoa, we developed these senses. You know, not everyone can really tap into them. And that's why I wanted to continue the show is there are some guests that I do want to have on to discuss that at length. You know, it's like, okay, let's discuss things that we wouldn't necessarily discuss in the open because you know these are esoteric things (laughs) whenever you say the word esoteric people kind of like are either roll their eyes or they just are like oh shit here we go here we go i remember i was sitting with some friends who were watching slipknot and slipknot was doing an interview and they were talking about how esoteric the third album was and my friend is like okay i'm done i was like what that that weird esoteric, they're going to get out tarot cards. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's Slipknot, okay? It's Slipknot. But, you know, you look back and you listen to that album. That is such a dark, mystical fucking album. It is, and it is such an awesome album. And so, yeah, I thought before, before bed tonight, I would do a show because that's what I do. Um, I, I am tempted to do a two hour show. I haven't done one of those in a long fucking time. Those are hard to do because you have to put in focus and you have to, you have to dial it in, you know, and not everyone can dial it. First of all, not, not everyone can talk 
for 200 fucking minutes, you know, and, uh, get that shit, uh, crazy, you know, you get that shit crazy, and it's like, all right, here we go, (laughs) so, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting ball game, life itself, and, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some things on the horizon that I, I'm keeping to myself, and, you know, I mean, here we are. I mean, I, I last night I was thinking of recording. I really thought, okay, because there were things, things I wanted to talk about. But then a little birdie kind of tapped me and went, nah, not tonight. You are exhausted. No. Yeah, we were exhausted. Oh, jeez. See, it's, it's hitting me. When we're exhausted, um, things happen. So, you know, like today after work, I immediately took a nap because I was just kind of like, oh, jeez, you know, this is not what I signed. Well, some would say this is what you signed up for, but in terms of that, no. And I think um, other people make these assumptions, you know, first of all, I haven't worked out in a while. I'm able to maintain. That's a weird thing. I'm able to maintain because I'm not eating like crazy and I'm not eating a lot of junk food or eating out and that's really and and I received a message from my trainer friend and um I said that I said I haven't worked out last time since we worked out you know I have kettlebells and everything and and I and every now and then I'll do push-ups and you know that kind of zaps me like I'll I'll be at work uh, during a prep period, and I'll and I'll start doing push-ups, and it and it kind of wakes you up a little bit, and so that that really keeps me buoyant in that aspect. Um, and then some other things, I don't, you know, I turned forty-three in December. I don't feel it. I first of all, I hated my fucking birthday. I did not like it at all. It had nothing to do with the age. It had to do with the place and time that I was in. I was not in a good fucking place. And even now, I mean, as I said earlier, I can't listen to music. I can't listen to music like I used to. Like if it's someone just playing piano, that's fine. That, that That's almost therapeutic to me. But l- like music with vocals, something, something, uh, it, it's, it's, a little of it is probably some of the... I have a little bit of trauma that I experienced and maybe a little bit of PTSD. And so there's that. And, you know, it kind of pushed things into hyperdrive and I'm like, shit, shit, you know. And as a teacher, we're not really... Maybe soon to be former teacher. That's all I'm going to fucking say. Um we're not really given, you know, they, I love when they say, oh, well, we could provide you with someone. It's like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't fucking think so. And I almost became a therapist. So I know, you know, when something's wrong, I can tap into it. Like I, you know, I, I studied the brain and everything and, you know, the harmonics of our thoughts and, and also weather, weather, <laughs> weather changes moods. I love the rain. I love the rain and I love the cold. I'm a December baby. Those of us who were born in December, we understand the cold probably more than anyone. Is that okay? This is when we were when we arrived. You know, we came out of the womb and the womb is nice and warm. You know what I mean? And you come out of that womb, it's like, oh shit, it's fucking cold, <laughs> and and it hits you, it hits you, and and then and, and it also dilates your mood 
and it also dilates your personality. It's like, okay, I'm this tough motherfucker because I was born in December. And the other thing is I was explaining to someone <laughs> how, you know, if you're a December baby, you don't get to go to school right away. That's the other thing. That's the real fucking shit right there is, and then people assume that you were held back. You know, when I graduated high school, I was already 18. So I graduated 25 years ago in June of 1999, you know, the year of Y2K and all that other bullshit. And I was going to turn 19 in December of that year. So I was a December baby. So I didn't get to go to school until 1986. I was already five. And so when I was about to graduate, I remember the teacher asked me, were you held back? And I said, no, I'm a December baby. I, there's that cutoff because I should have graduated high school in 98 and I, and I couldn't because I was a December baby. Because I had friends that were older than me who graduated. You know, I always, when I was in high school, I always had friends that were older than me. You know, it was a really good, it was good to get, you know, learn, you know, new music. And then you had bodyguards and shit. Oh yeah, Whitney, I had bodyguard. You know, not Kevin Costner, but come on, let's go. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a very interesting time. It was an interesting time, the 90s. I look back fondly. I think those of us who lived through the 90s, we probably have a sense of self that others today wouldn't necessarily have, you know? And and yeah, we have all this technology and everything, but then we have this throwback, and then, you know, it's Throwback Thursday. And then we have all this fucking nostalgia and shit. So yeah, um, to be able to talk about those things and put it into a podcast form. I mean, I've talked about the 90s. I, I love the 90s, you know? The music was exceptional. The people were exceptional. And then for me, there were loved ones who were still alive. That was the other thing. That was when everyone in my family was basically alive. And then throughout the 2000s, people started to die. You know, 2001, my grandmother died. 2003, my grandfather died. 2014, my grand, my other grandmother died, and then to the twenty twenty, my grandfather died. So then you you lose those uh, connections, and it's a it's a very tough thing, you know. Um, and and that's the other thing, you know. I think people forget, you know, we're mortal, and you know when you watch a grandparent age like that, it it really is disturbing. I know it's a part of life, and I remember when my grandfather was. He was probably toward the end, and I could tell because I had taken a gerontology class in college. I had taken it for units, but it was an intriguing class. And I remember the woman said to me, and like in hospice, people in hospice and people who are dying, they just want to be held. They just want to be loved. That's it. They, we all want to be loved, and they wanted to, be, they wanted to know that they matter and, and to be touched and to have someone sitting there with them. And so I remember my grandfather, um, you know, obviously was probably had a form of dementia and he did something where he wanted to cook something and he was not allowed in the kitchen because he had had several falls throughout the years and he had, and he had heart failure. So I remember he got agitated and he wanted to go cook something and he yelled at me and I had to redirect him and, you know, and I remember everyone was apologizing for his actions and I said, no, no, it's okay. This is part of it. And they're like, what do you, why are you so calm about this? I said, because this is the end. And they're like, how do you know? And I said, because I know I could also feel it. You know, you could feel it. Okay, here we go. We're, this is it. This is it, man. This is, um, you know, 
this is the circle of life. The circle of life is, you know, the, the circles are about to connect. They're about to interconnect at this planetary moment. And he died on September 29th, 2020. And he died at four in the morning, and I woke up immediately when he died because he tapped me in. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting experience. So, yeah, to be able to talk about those things on a podcast, and you know, and I like to talk with the lights off, and that's why it's very hard for me to have guests on. I think if I were to have guests on. We'd all have to be in the dark with a candle. I know it would be very esoteric and very mysterious. And, you know, people would be like, oh, my God, this is like something out of a Cure video. You know, call Robert Smith. We're ready. You know, um, I when I look back on people that I wanted to have on the show and then and then time doesn't present itself because you're you're thinking of other things. You're living in the moment. I remember back in October, someone asked me about the podcast and i thought hey we'll record later on it we didn't get around to it because what were we doing we were living life we were living life and we were enjoying the city and you know um but yeah it would if if anything i probably should have done it when we were out and about and said hey tell me about this and what did you think about this you know because sometimes it's good to just you know uh be spontaneous i mean Sometimes I think as humans, we plan too much and, and it takes the fun out of the uh, spontaneity right there. And I, and I love being spontaneous. I mean, there are times where I'll just take off and go somewhere. It's because it's a, it's a spontaneous reaction. It's a chemical reaction. It's a trip. You know, we all have to take those trips one way or another. So as I look at the clock, it is almost 10 p.m. And it's been a long, an illustrious day. And a lot of drama and, um, yeah. But, you know, things happen and good things are coming. And I always and I always believe that. I mean, I'm very optimistic. Others around me are probably pessimistic. And, and, I, and I can understand that at the same time as why people are pessimistic. And, you know, um, and that's the other thing, you know. I think people assume... Because I'm, I'm I'm in my 40s, oh, my energy level. First of all, I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of energy. But at the same time, when things bother me, and this has always been the way, even when I was younger, it hits me. It really fucking hits me. And, it, and, it, and I get numb to it. And so, you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting time. It's been an interesting time. And to be able to talk about these things with all of you and to talk about life and death and rebirth and here we are in the middle of a new moon. You want to talk and I have the candles lit and I have the incense lit because that's where I am, you know. I've always been that way. I think people people can make fun of it. You know, and, and yeah, you know, it's it's sometimes it's not good to take yourself too seriously and you know, I mean, there's certain things that probably I shouldn't be talking about, you know, that are in my soul and that are in my DNA. And uh, the other day um, I was at work and someone said to me they didn't want to do the work because their chromosome wasn't working. And I said, wait, 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 you have 23 from mom and 23 from dad. OK, and now, mind you, I'm the child of a scientist. So I, I, I learned that early on. And then Tools got that song 46 and 2, which is about 23 from dad and 23 from mom, 46 and 2. You know, in my shadow and the shadow work. That's the other thing is I've talked about shadow work on the show before. 
I don't want to go into depth with it. Eventually, maybe one day I will, you know, before the show comes to a close. Now, yeah, I, I could, you know, maybe I might have a change of heart and say, well, the show's not totally over. I mean, I've been doing it for about six years almost since March of 2018. And and I've enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed it. It very, it really is a therapeutic thing to be able to talk to all of you. I mean, I'm I'm not, I don't have uh, Huberman Lab listeners. I first of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman, who I is such an intriguing personality, and um, his take on the mind and all of these medical things. And just watching him and listening to him makes me really wish I would have gone into the medical field. Not so much for the money, but for the knowledge. That's the other thing is I think we, you know, I think we look at the medical field and we think, oh, yeah, in 10 years, you know, money, money, money and driving a Benz and all that shit. No, 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 no. For me, it's always been about the knowledge because, you know, there's all these wonderful things you should get to obtain and, and learn along the way and life, death and rebirth right there. I remember... I was maybe about four or five, and my father took me fishing. We all went fishing, and I was very inquisitive. And I don't think they knew what I was going to become. They had always assumed that I was going to become um, probably, you know, an architect because I I loved Legos. Ever since I was a little toddler, I would build with Legos and Duplos. And then I remember, and looking back on this now, I'm realizing, oh my goodness, you want to talk about a missed opportunity right there. I remember we had come back from fishing and we we're outside and we have this, this picnic table. My father takes the fish out and starts to cut it open in front of me. And it really kind of shocked me. I was like, what are you doing? I'm not going to eat it like that right now. And I said that too. And then now looking back and realizing, oh my God, he wanted me to be a doctor. That's why he was doing that. He was cutting open this fish and he's showing me the eggs and he says, see, it's feeling no pain now. It's gone. And he's showing it to me and the eggs and and the gills and everything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he wanted me to be a doctor because he was going to be a doctor and, and then he was drafted and then he came back from the war and didn't become a surgeon like he had wanted to be. And so I, I started to realize that, you know, because he said to me one time when I was older, and I think my 20s, he says he named me the name for a reason because he wanted me to be a healer. And I was like, whoa. And so maybe now that's what I'm trying to do is with all this spirituality and all this esoteric knowledge that I have is to try to heal people. And, you know, or as you remember Yoda said, don't. Do or do not. There is no try, you know, and you and you do it and you pursue it. And um, but yeah, I, looking back on that, looking back on that, I think they, you know, they wanted to set my path. My path was not set yet. And you know, throughout my twenties and my thirties, I didn't know what I was going to fucking do. I honestly did not. I just worked. That's what I did. I figured if I stay busy, I'll figure it out. And, and I, and then, you know, I kind of fell into education and, um, I'm the son of an educator and, you know, and, and I think and also cause I had nieces and nephews and I was so people had noticed me with them and, and how I was very calm. You know, it, it's taken me a long time to be this calm. Trust me. Growing up, I was so impatient. I had ADHD. I had um, I was a boy, so I had anger issues, you know, and 
very just kind of bouncing off walls all the time and my attention span and having to focus my ideas and having to focus my energy and it was it was such a difficult thing you know and then also you know the interplay of okay i'm gay but what do i do with that what do i do with that and i remember someone asked me not too long ago how do when did you know i said i probably knew when i was like four or five but i couldn't conceptualize it and then and then you hit puberty and you start to realize oh damn i am what do i do so then, you know, because when you're in high school, you don't want to be different. I, I remember that so wholeheartedly. I did not want to be different. So I pushed it to the back of my mind, even though sometimes it was obvious. And just tried to kind of play it cool. And it was like, okay, you know, what do I do? I'll, I'll figure this out when I leave high school. And I did. That's what I did. I Piece by piece, when I left high school, kind of cemented who I was. I thought, oh okay, you know, this is who I am and I have to accept it. If I don't accept it, then, you know, I'm not a whole person. I'm just half a person. And and it, and it takes a long time. It takes a long time to kind of figure that out. Oh, this is who I am, you know. And also, I'm a very honest person sometimes a little too honest and I say things and because I can't I I can't keep things in sometimes you know how you want to say it and you can't it's like I remember you know when people tell me things yeah I'm going to keep their secrets I'm going to keep your secret um and I mean you know especially when it's something personal you know when you have these conversations with people and you just kind of you dive in it's it's it is um an intimacy that is very very powerful i've only probably spoken to a few people throughout my life who i could really have intimate and probably also um uncomfortable conversations with where it's like okay let's let's talk about this Let's talk about this. Let's let's get it out of the of the air, you know. And then there's even more. So, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to the whole Huberman thing. Oh, I would love to do what he does. I love how some people. Oh, it's not too late. Trust me. If I were to even attempt to go into the medical field now, they'd be like, "Yeah, no, no," you know. I mean, it's it's intriguing to me. And science itself. I mean. You know, I was explaining, I was at work and they were learning about sulfuric acid and I immediately started to talk about the Romanoffs and they're like, why are you talking about this? I said, there's a point to this. And I said, the Romanoffs were this, this royal family from Russia, okay? They are murdered. What happens? So the murderers have to disguise the bodies. These, you know, the, these are people on money. So what do they do? They throw sulfuric acid on the corpses to disguise the bodies, okay? That's one thing that they did. And then I think we watched videos about sulfuric acid and sugar and it was and chicken. It was a it was a disturbing thing. But that, you know, that's my scientific brain and that's how I was raised. It was like, okay, oh, I could tap into that, you know what I mean? So that's where it's it's natural to me. 
um, to talk about science with people because of the whole cause and effect of everything, you know, because for every cause, there is an effect, you know, what goes up must come down. Wonderful viewpoint of gravity right there. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I think um, people experience that, whether it's age or whether it's, you know, uh, 46 and 2 right there. <laughs> you know, what goes up must come down, okay? So to be able to talk about that and to be able to, I mean, uh, obtain that knowledge. So that's why, you know, looking back, oh, yeah, there were, there were many, many missed opportunities. There were many. But see, I don't, I mean, yeah, part of me is like, oh, money, money, money. No, 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 no. Another part is the knowledge. The knowledge and the experiences that you gain from going into that world because it, it is, and it's a scary world. That's the other thing, you know, because not everything is set in that you are having to do experiments and you're having to do hypotheses and, um, you know, assumptions and then, oh, and then you have to redo it and, you know, redistribute. And what I've learned about spirituality is that we all have that within us to access it but then there's the focus because we are so inundated with all this fucking bullshit we're so inundated with all of this third party social media and it's like oh my goodness what am i going to do about that and and it's a and it's a tough ball game it's a tough ball game because then it's like okay how do i focus how do I tap into who I am? You know, because there's certain aspects about me that I will not talk about on this show that I w- I'm able to access through focus and through great concentration. That's why it took me a long time to be this calm, to really calm down. It really didn't have to do with age. It had to do with experience. It had to do with, okay, I experienced this because under great... Uh, you know, moments of stress. I can be calm, but then if it's like, um, if there's another person involved, yeah, I do feel like a chicken with its head cut off. It's like, oh shit, where do we do now? You know, because you're you're. It's not just you, but it's both of you. Okay, so there's that, and then also with me i think i'd started to realize the ptsd the ptsd was my ptsd had always been there it was little bits of it and then with the car wreck it just kind of it furthered it and it kind of i kind of kept that to myself i remember someone said to me that i had it and i denied it and i said no i didn't no but you flipped a car and i was like yeah i did and then and then that makes it even more obvious you flipped a fucking car. And if you had hit a tree, you would have been dead. And that would have been it. And I wouldn't be talking to any of you right now. I would probably be in the afterlife, floating around, just watching, waiting, but also watching. And so, you know, there's all these different timelines where I'm probably, you know, floating around. It, it was a weird thing. You know, it's a weird thing to, you do see your life flash before your eyes. You see it, and you see people, and you see places, and you see things. But mainly you see people, and you see connections, and love, 
and oneness. But also, you feel. Because you're in this body. And, you know, you you have to feel the pain that you feel. And really, that's what spirituality has taught me. And that's why I loved music. It's because I was able to access all of my fears, all of my frustrations, and all of my pain, and just listen to it. And maybe one day I'll get back to that. But, you know, it takes time. Things take time to heal. And um, I'm still healing. It's It's a tough thing. It doesn't happen overnight. And to be able to talk about it on a podcast very intimately, very raw with all of you. I mean, I don't, you know, I can't see my listeners. You know, you go on social media, you can see who's watching what, you can see who's commenting on this. And so, yeah. But I thought I'd just tap in, record tonight, go to a place that I haven't been before. I'm I'm watching my Apple TV and so I'm watching these beautiful sights of oceans and hills and bridges and places that I want to go to and... You know, maybe I want to run away. Maybe I want to escape. I just want to see the world, man. I just want to see the world. Maybe if anything, that might heal a part of me, you know. Because last year was just, if, if I could be honest, and I could be very, very bold, and very, very blunt, last year wrecked me more ways than one and it's like that Linkin Park song, Numb. Oh, I just, I've, ever since then, I've been numb, looking for ways to feel, looking for ways to come back to who I am. Or you can't go back to who you were. You just, this is a different version of me now. Let's say, I mean, I'm, you know, my version is I'm fun, but I'm also aware. I'm also aware of, you know, I love how people are like, you got to change the narrative. Really? You got to change the narrative? It's easy for you to say. It's easy for you to say because it takes time. And, um, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm just a man. I'm just a man who feels. And, um, I mean, there, there's, as I speak, sometimes I feel like I'm speaking to one person in particular, or two people, or three people. So let's go with that. Let's go with that, that I'm speaking to one person in particular. I could be right now. There is, you know, what, who am I thinking about? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. Um... But sometimes, you know, those are the things that give us hope. They give us hope. And I had some really great moments last year. It gave me a lot of hope. And then I had moments that really just, oh, man, they hurt. They 
hurt me so much. And to come back from that, I hope so. I hope I can climb that mountain again. You know, but here we are, the podcast. Six years in, dialed in. And um, I just thought I'd hop on, record, talk to all of you. There's going to be no music behind me tonight, except for the intro of uh, Audio Slave playing Cochise. <laughs> and I smile because, like I said, audio that, that's music that I can't listen to. There's an anger and there's an aggression that I so understand. That's why it was, I wouldn't say it was easy for me to sing Audio Slave songs. Anytime someone asked me to sing, I would do it. And I would sing an Audio Slave song or a Soundgarden song because I could access that that aggression because I have that within me. You know, you can't fake that. You cannot fucking fake that. If you even try, then you're not doing it right. You know what I mean? So I wanted to just tap in, record, and um, say to all of you, Here's to a new moon. Here's to some positivity, you know. And um, if I could speak to one person right now, I would say to them, very honestly, very wholeheartedly, I miss you. Good night.